It's the Perry and Shauna podcast on the real life journey with you, reminding you that you are Abba's beloved child and that Jesus has called you into his massive mission to heal the world. I was listening to a podcast this morning. A friend of mine sent my way. I'd never heard of it before, but it's called Girls Gone Bible. And it's really good. And they were talking about mental health. And each one of the hosts of the podcast was sharing their own story of what they battled as far as mental health and understanding that that God owns your mind when you belong to Jesus, that mental health is real. The struggles are very, very real. And there are doctors and therapists who can provide such phenomenal help. But they talked about how in the in the when they were at the worst of it, how, how they felt like very vulnerable, very fragile, like there was no protection over their mind, that there was no protection over their thought life. Well, I, I totally get that because when I was in a deep depression some years ago, many years ago, I just felt like I was totally at the mercy of the enemy. And I remember asking my dad, and I've mentioned this before on the show, but maybe you haven't heard it. I said to my dad, why is God letting Satan do this to me? Mm. I felt completely, you know, at the mercy of the enemy. Mm -hmm. That's how I felt. Like your thoughts are not your own thoughts. Like who's putting these thoughts in my mind? These are not thoughts that I think. These are not things that I would say out loud to myself. And it's, we need to be able to identify when it's not us. Because if it's not us, I think the next question, if I wouldn't say that to myself and that's not me, is it the Lord? Because if it's the Lord, I want to receive it, right? But if it's stuff that's condemning, that's not Jesus. That's not the way he speaks. That's not the way that God speaks to us. So if it's not God, then we need to take authority over those thoughts in Jesus' name. Yeah, I can just go back to my situation. I was way too weak to do it. Mm. I had to have people who loved me yep. speak the truth over me and speak the truth to me so that I could just take a, take a, take a little bitty step mm-hmm. based on what they said to me. Yeah. People matter. Having people in our lives that understand scripture and the authority of God. Yeah. Now I've learned out of that experience, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Mm-hmm. It was, it was horrible, but I wouldn't trade it because I've learned so much since then. Well, shoot, you got to give us something, something. What did you learn that was oh, so, geez. that would make it worth it? Because that's, I wouldn't sign up for that. I could write a pamphlet. Well, a give pamphlet. me, give me something. <laughs> like you can't just leave me hanging and say, I learned so much. Well, the thing that I first learned that first day, it was Christmas day of 1996. Teresa said, it's just blind faith. Now she didn't mean there's no evidence for Christianity. Mm-hmm. He just meant it's blind in the sense of you don't have to feel mm, anything right. good right now. Right. You just need to make a decision to trust what is true. And that was like a foreign language to me because I had always, always really at my core trusted my feelings. Mm-hmm. And that that experience brought me to that realization and to how... Mm. Uh, life diminishing that is to just simply rely on your feelings. Love me some feelings, love my emotions. Mm -hmm. I love my peri emotions, but I'm not going to rest on them. And I learned that. And it was, that was the first thing. And something I tell myself, 
out of that experience is that whatever mm-hmm. I think or feel that troubles me, unsettles me, frightens me is not accurate. That's, that's so good. Like that's huge. And as you were saying that, I was thinking about, you know, you often talk about your son Taylor saying, you know, the, the, the child in you, like connect with your inner child. I feel like the, the feelings is like, in some ways, I feel like feelings represent small Shauna. Yes. And oh. I'm grateful that she is willing to inform my life today because I'm not small anymore. I'm not four. I'm not eight. So I'm grateful that she's able to to share with me what she's feeling and what she's experiencing so that they can inform my adult life today. But I'm not going to give her the keys to the car and let her drive. Well put. Taylor would love to be here right now. <laughs> Having this conversation. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so back to the podcast I was listening to this morning. You know, the, the gals were talking about the tools that we can use in our life when it comes to mental health. And one of the tools that she has used, and first of all, I do have to say, I think it's so important that you opened up to Teresa because you wouldn't have had that insight if you hadn't shared what well, you were experiencing. <laughs> it was, she it was, would have experienced it anyway. It was, it was pretty, all over the place. It was pretty obvious. <laughs> it was loud. But still. Everybody in the house knew Perry was I having think, a problem. I think we want to hide <laughs> that stuff. Like we don't want to be honest about those feelings and that stuff when it, you know. And so we can try, not that we do yeah. it successfully, but we can try to kind of keep it internal. And I think we need to get it out. That's the first thing. That's a tool that's really important. But the second thing is she was sharing about when, it, when she was at her worst, she says, I would literally put my hands on my head because somebody did this for me and I learned from them. But she says, I would put my hands on my head and speak out 2 Corinthians 10.5. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. We take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Mm. And this is a tool that you can use today. You can put your hands on your head and you can speak 2 Corinthians 10, 5 over yourself, knowing that your mind, your thoughts belong to Jesus. I want to share with you a story that happened last week because it was an illustration. It was something that literally happened right in front of me. And I thought, huh. I feel like God's revealing something to me as I'm watching this go down. So we were having a team meeting, a prayer meeting, actually, across Moody National. So different people that are connected to Moody Radio, whether from the Mothership Chicago or different stations across the country. And we were all together via is like Teams meeting or whatever. So it's kind of like a Zoom call where you can see mm-hmm. one another and you can mm-hmm. hear one another. And we were coming together for the purpose of praying. And so our, our buddy Steve, who was kind of leading the prayer time, he said, let's go ahead and bring our petitions to the Lord. Anything that's on your heart, just you know, go ahead and speak up and, and pray out. And we heard this voice, didn't see a face, but we just heard this voice say, Dear Lord, please provide me with a camera so that I can be seen and not just be heard on these calls. Nice funny. I don't know the guy, but his name is Jeff, who was making this request. And he's from our offices, our corporate offices in Chicago, the HQ in Chicago. The mothership. Yeah. I, when you say that, all I can think of is the Death Star <laughs> <laughs> looming over Chicago. Did you think of Chicago as like the mothership? That's like I, central, moody central. It's where the Bible Institute is. I don't think of 
it in that way, but now you've given me the image of the Death Star hovering <laughs> over Chicago. <laughs> so anyway, back to the prayer meeting. We're praying, and, you know, people are praying different things. We're praying into the ministry of Moody Radio and just thanking God for what he's doing. It's really quite a precious time, but kind of at the end of our short time together, Jeff chimes in again, and he starts praying. He says, thank you, Lord, for, for Jonathan Obian, who brought me a camera. <laughs> it was yeah, just it was funny. It was great. It was a little comedic relief. But also, right when it happened, I thought, huh, that's a really great illustration of what prayer is. Because I think so often we think prayer is me presenting my request to the Lord. It's just, a, it's just me showing up and saying, this is what I need. This is what I need. Lord, would you please do this? Lord, I need you to do that. And I don't know that we enter into prayer thinking, God, I want to hear from you and I, I want instructions. Like, give me marching orders. How do you want me to move today? How do you want me to be a part of advancing the kingdom? How do you want me to partner with you in the work that you're already doing in the world today? But when, but Jonathan did. I mean, he heard that request and immediately, you know, they're obviously both in Chicago he got a camera and brought it to Jeff, got it up and going so that Jeff could be seen and heard on the call. Yeah, and I wish you could meet Jonathan because he's an amazing guy. He's the kind of guy that does that kind of thing. He's the kind of guy that's listening to the Lord. He's the kind of guy whose who's roots go really deep in the Lord mm-hmm. and young guy. And I wish you could meet him. He's just, he's amazing. Isn't it great to have people like that? Representing Christ in our lives. Yeah, and showing us what it's like to be like Jesus, to to listen in prayer. Because Jesus said, I only do what the Father tells me to do. So in prayer, he was not only saying, Father, these people are broken, they're hurting, you know, help me, use me. He was also saying, what's next? Where do you want me to go? Mm-hmm. What do you want me to do? And there were times when the disciples were saying, we should stay, this is awesome, everything's hopping up in here. Like, we should stay right here. And Jesus is like, it's time to move on. I spent time with Father. I was in prayer, and I know where we're going, and so it's time to move. So prayer isn't just sharing our requests. It is sharing our requests, because Scripture does say, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So prayer is very much us being honest and forthright with the Lord about what we need and what we want. So go there, 100%. But prayer is also a conversation where God is speaking to us. And we get to listen. And oftentimes, if we will listen, he'll tell us what he wants us to do. Like right while we're praying, Mm. he'll give us solutions to the problems that we're surfacing. A thought will, I mean, I've had this happen so many times, a thought will pop into my head while I'm praying. And it's, and sometimes I'll think it's a disruptive thought to the prayer. But it's God giving me instructions on how he wants me to be a part of what he's already doing. And it's my job, it's your job to obey. Man, I wish I'd have known this a long time ago, and I'm just <laughs> learning it now that I can actually hear something and do it. Okay, Captain Sarcasm. Well, you know, it, it actually is making me realize how many times I'm just flying through my prayers and I'm not listening. Not listening. Right. And there's something to be done. It, it actually excites me that I can hear something. God would speak something to me and give me very clear direction, and I know what to do. Yeah. God, he's a good dad, and he wants to communicate with his kids. So he does. He listens really, really well. 
but he also speaks and we want to be like him. So let's be good listeners. And, and next time you pray, share your heart with the Lord, but also take some time to listen and obey. There are special gifts God has wrapped just for you. And you're going to get to open them. I don't know when, but just know they're coming. Maybe today. And they have a lot to do with unexpected open doors to share God's love. Sarah, gal named Sarah, had crossed an ocean for just this moment. And now it was here as she looked into the face of a Muslim woman in a Middle Eastern cafe. Sarah, a young American woman, had moved to the Middle East to study at a Muslim university and share Jesus. First day of class, she met Maya, a young Muslim woman. And the next day, Sarah and Maya met up for tea. Their conversation was warm and natural, and soon it moved to matters of the heart. Maya shared that one morning as she was walking down a street, she was drawn to the beauty of a church, the candles and the sculptures. Sarah asked Maya if she remembered any of the sculptures, and Maya said, only one. I don't know what it is, but it looked like this. And Maya put her arms up as if she were hanging on a cross. Mm. Sarah got chills. Maya, that was a sculpture of Jesus hanging on the cross. Has anyone ever shared with you about Jesus? And Maya shook her head. Never heard about Jesus. Would it be okay if I told you? Sarah asked. And Maya said, yes, I'm Mm. waiting. And Sarah shared with Maya the best news she had ever heard in her life. It's so beautiful. God just set this up. Yeah. I mean, God prepared her heart. God prepared both of their hearts, right? Because, I mean, they both had to be ready for that moment for to be able to hear and receive. And I don't think that we expect God to tee it up for us like that. I think that so often we think, all right, here I go. This is like such a cold call. I'm just randomly, you know, spouting the gospel. But as we're, as we're praying into it, as we're listening and asking the Lord for opportunities and looking for those gifts waiting to be opened. Yeah. He's working on the hearts of the people on the other end, too. Yeah. He's always working. And Sarah did take some initiative. Mm -hmm. She met Maya in class, probably took the initiative to invite Maya out for tea. So there's some initiative there. we got to take some steps, but you can never make this happen. Right. It's just a beautiful gift from God. And, you know, the investment in relationship, too. Just love and honor. Yeah. Yeah. Opens the door for opportunities of matters of the heart. Yeah. And I'm sure Sarah had no idea this was going to happen. She probably thought her the bar was probably pretty low. If it right. were me going into the conversation, it would have just been, you know, I want to just build some trust here. I want to start sure. building some trust. Yeah. But but she walks into the room and says, I saw this statue. You know what I mean? It, it was completely teed up by the Lord. Yeah. So God has gifts like this prepared for you. Maybe today, maybe not, but these kinds of things are still yet ahead in your life because Ephesians 2.10 tells us, you are God's workmanship. You are God's work of art. You are God's poem Mm. created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has prepared in advance for you to do. Look forward to some gifts, my friend. We serve a God who is so powerful. There are things that we fear in life, but we don't have to fear because God is greater than anything that you could possibly fear. He's greater than all authority, all dominion, all power. 
I when I was in India in January, I was a little bit fearful about heading there and not sure if I was going to be safe and what I was going to encounter as far as spiritual darkness. And it just, it blew my mind that as I was walking down the streets of the red light district in a place where such evil Mm -hmm. is taking place and, and it feels like the authority of evil and darkness rules and reigns in that territory. Mm -hmm. I had nothing to be afraid of because as I walked down the street, I actually saw other people's countenance change as we walked down the street, as we carried the presence of God in us and with us as temples of the Holy Spirit, and we walked down the street of the darkness, the darkness didn't take over the light. The light pierced the darkness. Well, if you're in a pitch black room and you light a little old match, it lights up. I mean, it doesn't brighten the whole room, but you can't not see that little match. Yeah. The light of that little match. Yeah. And, and it's true. This is true spiritually. We got to get this. I think that, and if you think I'm making it up, <laughs> let me just share with you. This is from Ephesians 1. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power mm. for us who believe. Wow. That power is the same as the mighty strength that he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms. Yeah, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. God is all powerful. Thanks for letting Perry and Shauna walk the real-life journey with you. The content from the Perry and Shauna podcast comes from their live show, Perry and Shauna Mornings on 89.3 Moody Radio, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Reach out to us by texting 800-968-8930 and please subscribe.